Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Michael the Hebrew Hammer Brown, and I am blessed to be a part of another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes the Dream Take podcast i cannot do this show alone so i am with probably the goat of broadcasting by the time he's done with the game jeremy brenner jeremy how are you sir uh, uh, sure we'll, we'll agree with that i'm okay, okay with that but i disagree but uh sure yes uh today is astros day alcs game one uh but that is in an hour and a half we are going to talk rockets basketball for the next however long we decide to talk about Rockets basketball. Uh, Jeremy, today's a very special day for me. Uh, as you know, the Houston Rockets made the decision to sign University of Houston basketball legend. His university was part of the Final Four last year in the uh, men's tournament. I'm not sure if you were aware of that. Um, how awesome is that? That signed Armani Brooks to a four-year contract. What are your initial thoughts about signing Armani Brooks? 
uh, to his new contract. I mean, you just made that man sound like a king. He right is there. a king. He got to. He had the Hakeem. Hakeem. Oh, yes. That's how you You're made right. it sound. Yes. Sorry, but I thought you said a king. He is a king because he got to go to U of H. So. That's good. Um, you know, getting Armani on the books, I think, was definitely one of the keys for Rafael Stone during this training camp, and to have him for four years is is an incredible is an incredible move for the Rockets moving forward and and it just goes to show you how much they value him as part of the piece of this puzzle that they're trying to put together moving forward I think and he's earned it he's he's absolutely earned every single penny that's coming his way and I think the deal is very team friendly for the Rockets as well you know it's a four-year deal but there are guarantees that come after every year so there is it's like a year-to-year kind of deal the Rockets have an out really after every year without them costing that much money. So it's a real good deal for Armani Brooks, keeps him in the NBA for a little bit. It also keeps the Rockets with flexibility moving forward. So I think both sides here come away with what they were looking for. I think it's an absolutely great uh, acquisition that the Rockets have made and that Armani Brooks is still in Houston. I feel blessed, man. I mean, I I like Armani Brooks. Like, He's a guy that I wanted to keep around. He's exactly what this team needs. He's a great shooter. Uh, who was it that called him the greatest shooter that they've ever been around? Was it Kevin Porter Jr.? I, I mean, I don't – he probably I saw, I, said that. Yeah, he said that. Somebody – I think it was uh, – let me see if I can track it down. But I definitely remember seeing something on Twitter who said that Armani Brooks was the best pure shooter that he has ever played with. And I'm pretty sure it was Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter Jr., by the way, I don't know if you've seen him on Twitter the last, like, 24 hours or so, uh, literally saying that he loves the city of Houston and you're going to have to drag him out of the city. I'd like to talk about that at some point in the show if that is at all a possibility. I also Um, said that at one point, and I'm no longer in Houston. Okay, you know what? It also brought up, I hate to say this, the first time, like the first thing I thought about when I saw it, I had PTSD when James Harden said what he said on Twitter. Is that bad? No, you know, I think, I guess, I guess if you want to talk about this now, but um, the whole thing with um, the whole thing with KPJ, with Scoot, um, in that whole Houston thing, I think obviously he's going to say that. I think, I think he wants to be embraced by the city. I think he wants to be the face of the Rockets. And I think he's doing everything everything right i think he's i think he's some showing love to the city you know the rockets they didn't get you know full capacity stadiums all of last season that was kind of becoming a thing in the playoffs and the rockets did not participate in the playoffs last year so i think that this team is is going to warmly get you know welcome to the city of houston and it's going to be difficult for the city of Houston to embrace those guys. I mean, we, we see it online and we see how much the Rockets are beloved all around the world online, but it's a different story when you get into the arena. And I think that, uh, you know, it's easy for like at the beginning of the season with people, you know, being excited about the team, but I want that to kind of, you know, stretch into the, the latter part of the season. You know, we have only seen just a little bit of Kevin Porter, and I'm gonna I'm gonna back the Rockets no matter what. The like that's because you and I, Mike, you know, we're diehards. We we have a podcast for God's sake. So, um, but it's more than just attracting those kinds of fans. It's about attracting the casuals, the ones that 
don't watch other teams. They really only watch their team if they're good. And the Rockets are not that good right now, or at least they haven't proven that yet. And they need to be able to win over those those fans. And I think that's what Kevin Porter is trying to do with with the tweets and and all that. But at the same time, I think he's also just genuinely happy. I think this is a, a way for him to express himself. And I think it's a way for him to, you know, really get in touch with the city of Houston. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy that he's help happy. I'm rooting for him, not just as a player, but as a person as well. I think a lot of us feel the same way. And I think that is ultimately, you know, I think that is more anything that I'm looking for in those tweets than, than just him as a basketball player. It's two tweets that um, maybe not 24 hours back, like I had originally noted. He tweeted 15 hours ago, I love Houston. And then he tweeted 14 hours ago, you got to kill me to move on from Houston. I mean, Houston, like, Houston could be like a girl or something, too. See, what, see why, do, why do you have to do that? Why do you have to be like the you, – you know what you and I are like – well, I mean, I'm just saying it could be a woman named Houston. You know, it, it very well could be. It's just, you know what it is like more I than anything? I feel like it's a nice change of pace for Rockets fans because when honestly was the last time somebody came out and was like, I love the city of Houston. James Harden. I think, yeah, well, James Harden. I, I think he fell out of favor with the city at the end, but it's been about, yeah, about two years. It's been a while. You know, we're, we've been the side piece, it feels like, for a couple of years now. And it's not a good feeling. I don't like it. I didn't no, realize I was the main attraction. Yeah, like I didn't think I was going to wake up today and use the term side piece on the show tonight. But here we are, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm a big Kevin Porter Jr. guy. Like, he hasn't done much wrong this year. Like, that interview that he gave, I think, enlightened him to so many people. It was great to see. The thing is with this team, though, is – there really is no wrong that they can do. That's that's how I kind of feel about the situation. That's a good point. That's a good there, point. There's, there's really not a lot that they can lose favor with the city or with the fans. It's and, and that's the thing, too, is this season, honestly, guys, like I know Mike and I feel very differently about how this season is going to go. Check out our last episode uh, for more information and for more context. But this season is going to be if if it goes in the way that I think it's going to go, it's going to be a really difficult season. It's going to be a very frustrating season. A lot of growing pains are going to happen through the season. I do think that we're going to have some uh, exciting moments. I think we're going to have some real moments of growth, similar to what we had last season with like the the win against the Clippers at the end. Like like I think we're going to see more of those this season as we ascend into back where you know, the team belongs in, in contention, but the Rockets are at this point, like they're, they really have no expectations, which is awesome. In my opinion, it's obviously you'd like to have championship aspirations. Obviously you'd like to have a chance to win the title. And look, Mike, you and I can agree to at least that, that the Rockets are not winning the title this year. So we can just enjoy this team. Water just spilled, but we're okay. Well, uh, good. No, I, I listen. I totally. I think I totally, we we agree with. I wish that wasn't on camera. They, it's I, okay. It's definitely on camera. You spilling water literally all over each other. Yeah. yeah. Um. But at this point, I think. Um. You know, we can just 
watch. We don't have to expect a win tonight or get frustrated if there's a loss or anything like that. I mean, we can be frustrated that the team's lost or they're not that good or they don't live up to necessarily that night. But I think personally um, we can just enjoy and, and, and be like a pure basketball fan for, for once, at least well, with the Rockets. Do you at least acknowledge, though, I don't disagree with you, but do you at least acknowledge the fans that are frustrated by the situation that the Rockets are in? Like, they're still going to watch. They still love this team. They are capable of understanding and accepting the fact of the this is the stage that we're in, but they're still beyond frustrated that we're in this particular spot. Because yeah, I think well, that's I just, where, like, you're yeah. the two different – like fan segments are going to lie. Like you lie in the camp of no expectations. I lie in the camp of, I understand there's no expectations. I still don't have to be okay with it. I still don't have to sit here on the show with well, you. Then, Mike, you're going to have a long season, brother. What? No, but it is. But that's what I'm saying is like last year sucked. Is this year going to be better than last year? I totally agree. But don't expect me to come on the show. But maybe where lost. this comes from, maybe where this comes from is just this. I've accepted it. I've accepted where the team is. And and maybe, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe it sounds like to me, Mike, that you're not fully there yet. And that's okay. That's okay. We're here together. But I've accepted that this team is bad and this team is not going to be that good. And, you know, so I'm just along for the ride. And See, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm 100% not yeah. there. I'm, okay, I'm in, so the, I'm in the camp of, it's a playoff team. This is a playoff team until I see otherwise. Well, because they're tied for first place. That's why. Well, first of all, fair. Uh, second of all, um, no, but like, I, just, I think that there's too much talent on this team, to be honest with you, to just say this is the worst, you know, this is a bad team. I don't believe it's a bad team. You know, I look at a, the re-signing of a guy like Armani Brooks. I think that's a great signing for this team. Cheap, you know, good deal for him. Four years, $7 million. The, the only year that's fully guaranteed is this year. They... I'll tell you what, one thing you and I haven't had a chance to discuss yet, this rift going on in Brooklyn, those draft picks all of a sudden could potentially look a little bit more juicy if this situation in Brooklyn goes wrong. I think this team is well set up for the future. Depending on how this season goes, we're going to find out what Raphael Stone really wants out of this season. If the team starts off well, which I firmly believe that they will, we're going to find out what he's going to do at the trade deadline. Is he going to use some of those future assets to try and make us better this year? That's ultimately what I want. All right, Mike. So let's, let's play this little game. Oh, okay. say they're going to go off to a good start, right? Uh-huh. All right. So what is that in, what is the, that, uh, what is the definition of that in your eyes? Do you have a record or anything like that? I think there'll be at least 520 games through the season. All right. So let's do this. Let's do this exercise. Let's see how many of these games out of 20. Mike almost fell again. I'll get. I'll. I'll. Gonna, I'm gonna order you a, a desk with a cup holder for for Hanukkah. Is what it sounds like. I need no. What I need because I'm putting this on like a, like, what is this? Uh, I yes. got like one of those like essential oil dispensers, just because it's like the first thing I saw that like was a little bit elevated, so I can okay. put like my mic and I don't have to hold it. But um, okay, let's. But all right, so ten and ten through twenty games. So you tell me minimum. Okay. All right. So Wednesday night we play the Timberwolves. That game on the is on the there. Road. We win that game. 
Okay. Then we play at home with the Rockets a week from tonight as the home opener. At home with the Rockets? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Who are we playing? The Thunder. The Thunder. Oh, okay. 2-0. Okay. Then we play the Celtics at home. Uh, they probably lose that game. I wouldn't be okay. shocked if they win that game. Two and one. Then they play the Mavericks on the road. Win. Okay. Dallas is not good. I don't, right, I don't understand then, the love that, that everyone has for Dallas. The Jazz at home. Uh, if they lose to the Mavericks on the road, they'll win at home against Utah. Uh, so. All right. So I they're have, going one and one in that stretch. Yeah. So there are four right, so and two, two and two at this point. Two and three. Three and two. Three and two. Three and two. Three okay. and two. Yeah. All right. Then they play the Lakers on the road. Loss. Halloween. All right. Then we go into November. They play the Lakers at home, uh, on the road again. Loss. All right. So where we're at three and five. Uh, four, three and four. Three and four. All right. Is my math right? Seven yeah. games. Yeah. Okay. Three and four through seven games. Yes. The Suns on the road. Loss. Okay. Three and five. They play the Nuggets on the road. Loss. Three and six. They play the Warriors on the road. They could win that game. Okay. I'll say, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, because they have lost five in a row. They're not losing six in a row. I'm going to give them a win. That's a winnable game. I'm going to disagree with that. But okay. okay. But I like, they're losing. They're, Three you know and the, seven, four and six, somewhere in that. You know what the odds are that a team loses six games in a row? Like, it's hard. When like, you're playing all of those teams that are I arguably the top I four teams in the West, I think it's pretty likely. So, right now, I have them at what? One, two, four and three. six. Yeah, four and six. Okay. All right. Then they play the Pistons at home. Win. Okay. Play the Blazers at home. I don't believe in the Blazers. They win that game, too. They play the Suns at home. Uh, if they've won three in a row, they probably lose that game. So I'll give them an L. All right. So that's what five and seven now. Uh, one, two, three, five, six, five and eight, or no, three, five, six and seven. I should have been counting every game. This is hold on, hold um, on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. So one, two, two and one, three and one, three and three, three and six. We're six and seven. Okay, so your six wins are <laughs> the six wins are against the Warriors, the Pistons, the Blazers. Um, then you have the Timberwolves, the Thunder, and then the Mavericks. Okay, yeah. all right. So you're six and seven. Yep. Grizzlies on the road. Uh, I mean, like they get rid of Jonas Valanciunas. Like they have the best player on the court. That they game's have- a back to back, by the way. The Suns game and the Grizzlies game, or that's a back to back. Yeah, but we got we got young legs. You know what? Seven and seven. Book it. Seven okay. and seven. That's a All winnable right. game. Thunder on the road. Eight and seven. Okay. Knicks on the road. Eight and eight. The Celtics on the road. Eight and nine. The Bulls at home. Nine and nine. They're not that good. <laughs> I disagree with that too. Uh, I mean, they're the gonna Hornets be okay. Who? The Hornets at home. Ten and nine. And then the Thunder at home. Eleven and nine. That's crazy how you got to there. I mean, that's crazy to me. But that's the thing is like, okay, of of my wins that I gave us, you shook your head at a couple of them, but not yeah. a tremendous number. Like they're going to be. No, I shook my head at about all of them. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, what they they get to play Oklahoma City. 
Oklahoma City's not that good. Chicago, right, they don't get to play Oklahoma City 11 times. Yeah, but Chicago still has a ton of talent. They do play the Thunder three times before the end of November. Who is Chicago's coach? Why can't Billy Donovan. Oh, okay. You know what? He's perfect. You know what? He's the perfect guy to coach that team. He's an overrated coach to coach an overrated roster. That's perfect. It, it, it's kismet, as they would say, as the kids would say. To me, honestly, Mike, if they are 11 and 9 after the end of November, mm-hmm. I will be on the floor. You should, you're going to be. I will be if on this team the floor. Is healthy, and you might need like the Squid Games people to bring me in the, okay. the little gift because I'll be deceased. But this is the other thing that you that you didn't even account for, right? How many of these teams are going to do COVID? You know, how many uh, how many teams are going to be impacted by COVID testing? You could say how the many, same thing about the Rockets. I totally agree. I, listen, I'm with you 110%, but I'm just saying, you know, who's going to be sitting out at back-to-back? Are you really that scared of the Lakers? You say the same thing about the Rockets. I totally understand. But the Rockets at least have young, fresh legs with guys who want to play every night. I'm just saying, if you play the Lakers and they sit down – Anthony Davis. They have LeBron. I totally understand. He could win the game by himself. Who else on that roster honestly scares you? And it's like, oh my God, we're not going to win because they're playing what Wayne Ellington. You know what? Hold on. Thank God. My chair has a back to it because we're playing Wayne Ellington tonight. Who? What team? The Lakers signed Wayne Ellington. Okay, but you're not going to act like LeBron James isn't on the Lakers. You're not going to act like Anthony Davis is on the Lakers. Hold on. Understand what I just said is that, yes, outside of LeBron, and if they sit Anthony Davis on a night that they are playing the Rockets. Okay, but I think that's a a huge jump. That's like a really huge jump. Not for a guy who can't stay healthy throughout an entire season. Also, I don't think, Mike, you necessarily realize how much better – veteran players are compared to the Rockets right now. These guys have not played a single game together in the NBA. There's, you know, so many fresh faces together and they're going to have to learn how to play together on the fly. And it's, it's something that I just, I can't like the Lakers. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't give a, I don't give a rat's ass about 80 year old, like mellow. I don't care. That's not why they're going to win because they're playing 80-year-old Carmelo Anthony. They're going to play because they're going to win that game because they've got Russell Westbrook, they've got Malik Monk, they've got they've got all these guys that are better than the Rockets right now. It, you don't know like, no one knows deeper, that. You don't Mike, know that. You say they're talented. Like the Rockets are talented, yes. They're talented because they're on they're one of the 30 teams in the best basketball league in the world. Of course they're talented. They were talented last year when they were terrible. But it's it's young. Look, these kids don't know any better. That's what I'm betting. Honestly, and I could look the way you don't know any better. That's that's true. But that's the thing is that look, I they could go three and seventeen in the first 20 games. And I'm not I'm not going into the season that close. I'm thinking more like they get five or six wins. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Like I really think that this is gonna be very difficult to get because I think I think that the Timberwolves that first game is a tough game. I think it's a winnable game for the Rockets. I but I'm not like, yes, they're definitely winning that game. I don't think you can be that way with any road game that they have. They're gonna be a dog in every road game this year. Um totally agree. But, but the Thunder is a win, I think. I, I can't see them beating the Celtics with, with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I can't see them beating the Mavericks at this point. Um, I can't see them beating the Jazz, the Lakers, the
the Suns. That road trip is going to be extremely difficult. And on that road trip, you're they're going to learn. They're going to learn so much on that early season road trip to really set themselves up for the rest of the season. And I I don't see how they win a single game on that road trip. I really do not. Look, betting that money. Nugget, nuggets and Warriors, money, that's a back-to-back. They're not ooh. winning a back-to-back when they have to go play in the altitude Friday or they have to go play in the altitude Saturday night and then Sunday night they got to go play the Warriors. They got to go play Steph Curry. There's no I, way they're winning that game. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is that's the type of win that this team can get throughout the year. You said it yourself that this team is not going to be a team that other teams want to see. They're young. They're going to run. And that could be a game you just don't know. There's no Clay Thompson. You have, yeah, you have to go up against Steph. Yeah, Steph's a great player. You got James Weissman. You got Draymond Green. You know, you the got Rockets a nice. are a trap game for a lot of teams. Totally they, agree. They will be a trap team for a lot of games, uh, a trap game for a lot of teams. But not every team is going to fall for the trap. Not every team's going to fall for the trap. I totally agree, but I'm I'm going to I'm going to go into these games. I've stayed consistent since June. That I honestly believe that this team is going to be much better than people anticipate, and until I'm proven wrong, and I'll be the first person to come on here and tell you and everybody else I was wrong. The games that I then chose, I'd just, say they're going to win the finals at this point, then because they're not going they're to not win. The fi- I'm, I'm not stupid, but I'm also not going to say. That now look, did I bet ten bucks on ten thousand to one that they're going to win the finals? Absolutely. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's like a normal. No, that's a, that's a get. Yeah, absolutely. I had also, you know, was a couple, you know, Michelob Ultras in at that point. But all I'm it's saying a is very normal thing to do with a few Michelob Ultras. <laughs> exactly right. Maybe they'll be a sponsor of the show after hearing that statement. Um, I just, you know, we'll see. I, I'm intrigued. I'm excited to see what this team can do. And you know what? Maybe they are as bad as, as you and everybody else thinks. Maybe. I'm not buying into it. I think they got way too much talent to be that team that just goes. But they and, didn't like, like, I just. That goes and rolls over. I'm still a little confused as to why you think this team that won 17 games last year is that much better. Okay. I, I can why, break it down for you if you want me to. That? Like, like, why? Sure. Okay. So last year, right? Early part of the season, when they won six games in a row, look at that roster, okay? You had uh, John Wall was playing well. There. Yeah, he was during the six-game winning streak. Okay, but he's not there anymore. No, but okay, but understand that last year's team, those their core missed more games than nearly any other team in the league, if not more games than anybody else in the entire league. You also had a first-year head coach. And those guys are gone. Okay, but – Who's gone? Well, John Wall's that you know, whole sick. core, that whole team, the whole. No, they're not. Eric Gordon is still here. David Nawaba is still here. Christian okay, but... Wood is still here. There's three guys that are still here. Okay, uh, three guys, Mike. But no, but I'm saying the that's core, not the team. Uh, Jay Sean Tate is still here. That's four. You have four okay, of your but... guys, and then you add even more talent to that team this year. All I'm saying is year two of Steven Silas of implementing his system, and you put what team has more talent this this year's team or last year's team? I would say last eyes. year's team. You are out of your mind. I would say last, say last year's last team year. as of right now. There's right no now, way. Yes, because There's they no they don't they aren't like the thing is, Mike, is you say this whole thing about last year's team being better and all that. Or, no, I'm saying this or year's last team year's is team better. about how oh it's all all these pieces are now there and all that. But mm-hmm. like the thing is, they're running their a totally new offense. 
that's a to- and, and yes, it's, a, it's the same thing, but it's a totally new offense because it's the same system. It's, yeah, it's a brand new team. It's a whole, totally brand new team. You're comparing it's not totally brand new. to oranges, my guy. No, You're it's comparing, not. Yes, you are, because this team is nowhere near the same as last season. You you can't just say just because Eric Gordon was physically on the court last year does not mean that him being physically on the court this year is the exact same thing. It's a totally different look. And at this point, look, talent-wise, let me, let me, let me reestablish what I was trying to say. The team... This year, player-wise, is more talented than last year's team. But they are a lot younger. They have a lot of growing to do. And it's going to take time. It's not going to be coming out correct. We've seen it in the preseason so far. This team is not ready to win games night in, night out. It's just it's just not. They're just not there yet. But that's, that's okay. An un- that's, that's an okay. unfair statement to make. And, that, that's and that's kind of where we were going back earlier. It's okay that they're not good right now. It's okay that they're not a team that is capable to win every game. It's okay that they might only win, you know, it's okay that they might not win 11 of those first 20 games. And that's a brutal schedule. Like that's probably the br- most brutal part of their schedule is this first month right here because they are still trying to figure out each other. And they have to do that. They have to figure each other out while playing the best teams in the league in the West. And I just, I can't see a scenario where it just like, like pixie dust just happens. I I don't see it. But the thing is though, look, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's going to take time. I'm not saying that they're going to go 17 and three. I'm saying, look, this can look Ryan saying that they, they, Daniel they, Tice is better than Olenek. No way. I, I can't. I, I'm not. He's better defensively than Olenek. He's yes, more. But that's like, who's a better basketball player. Uh, it's, it's Kelly. No, Olenek. Kelly Olenek. It's Kelly Olenek, but it's not by much. It's really not. But the thing with the thing with that is Olenek was an offensive minded for that's what he was there for and this year they are trying to kind of make christian wood that and they're trying to you mean his natural position yeah they're trying to have him be more of the offensive focal point and the thing with olenic is they they were trying to get olenic and wood to play together and there were times when it worked but it wasn't it wasn't an easy fit and i think tice is a better fit next to uh christian wood because for what they want Christian Wood to be able to do, but Christian Wood is learning like a brand new, like uh, he's playing a lot more on the outside than he did last year. And he has to learn that. And he has to get, get like comfortable with KPJ with Jalen. And that takes time. That takes time. That's why they're not going to win these games. It's not because they're not talented enough. It's not because they're not this or that. It's just, they are not familiar with each other and it takes time to get teams to learn even the teams like the Lakers, even the teams like, you know, the really good teams, it takes time for them as well. You look at the heat that were, you know, LeBron and D Wade and Chris Bosch, they had struggles together at the start as well. So that's with every team and the Rockets that are there are nowhere near as talented as that heat team, as this Lakers team that's mm-hmm. trying to figure things out. So that's what I'm like. This team is just not, ready yet this is a team that can contend in the middle of the decade it's something that i've said since last season is this team is striking towards 
a middle of the decade contention window. They may and not have a fan right base. Now but... it's 2021, still very early in this rebuild, and we need to have patience. We need to have patience. A couple things. Number one, if it takes till the middle of the decade, they may not have a fan base left. If it takes them five well, years. Well, then those people aren't real fans to begin with. I don't agree with that. If it takes a team a five Mike, years to rebuild, Mike, no. Let me ask you this. I'm not saying it's me. I'm saying I wouldn't blame a how fan. Long, how long? I'll ask you. How long were you an Astros fan before they won the World Series? Uh, I'm the wrong person to ask because I'm not a diehard. I'm a diehard Rockets fan and I'm a diehard Dolphins fan. Okay. So here's the thing, Mike, as well. The last time the Rockets won a championship, you were five years old. You haven't yeah. quit yet. No, but you're talking about actually – you're talking about contending for a title, right? Yes. They've been, they've been contending for a title for a better part of what? And I do think within three years this team can contend for a title. And okay. if you're not a fan of a team that doesn't contend for three consecutive years, then you're not a real fan in my eyes. But, you see, but that's the thing. I'm, all I'm saying is I don't agree with fans doing that, but I don't blame a fan for completely tuning out if they just suck for the next three years. That's all I'm saying. And the other part of what you were saying. But they're not going to completely suck. They're going to get better every year. And that's the enjoyment that you get out of this team. It's a different kind of enjoyment than it would be if they were contending, if they were, you know, potentially winning a championship. But it's a different kind of team. And the Rockets have not had that for, you know, the better part of 15 years, ever since Yao. Ever since Yao. So that. Say that that again real quick. What would you say? The Rockets have not had a team like that was as bad as it was this past year in 20 years. So we've been accustomed to 20 yeah. years worth of That's about right. of competitive basketball. And uh, this team is not on that level. It just isn't. No, look. And we need to accept the facts before we kid ourselves any further. Because when we get into this season and when we start losing these games, it's not going to be fair to these guys because look, if you're gonna be the one saying, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be here, and if it takes them three years, then all those people that that Scoot was talking about, that's I love you, Houston, and all that. Like, no, you're. I'm saying five. If you're saying it's gonna take this team five years to be a legit contender, well, it's gonna, it's gonna turn from now will be the start of the 2024, 2025. I think NBA that's doable. Jalen Green will be 22, uh, and so will Shangun. Uh, you'll have Kevin Porter, 24. Those guys are going to start to, you know, get it a little bit more than they do yeah. now. I, it's fair. I, all that's, that's where I think this team starts to get really good. Look, it's took, it took Luca. It's, it took Trey young three years to get to the West, to the, get to the Eastern conference finals. Luca's never made it out of the first round. Well, Luca's also played in a harder conference. Um, yes. Okay. Right. Come on. It's a, it's a better conference. It's, Yes, it's a it better co- it's a better conference, but he's he's, a, he's been in the league. Played the Clippers two years in a row. I totally understand that, but if he's, he's as great as people want to laud him to be, get out of the first Trae round. Trey Young gets played the Knicks. You're going to tell me that that series last year against the Clippers wasn't winnable for Dallas? It's 100 percent what it was. And he didn't get it, it done. So he's fair. He's open to criticism. If Trey Young can figure out a way to to make it to an Eastern Conference Finals, beat the Knicks and to beat Ben Simmons' team, Knicks had one of the best seasons that they've had in quite a while, and so are the Hawks. And that's fair. But I'm just saying that Lucas should be open to criticism. He shouldn't be given a pass because, what, three years into the league, he can't figure out how to get out of the first round? You're dancing around and trying to make this something it isn't. The Rockets at this point in time are just not ready. And that's okay. That's okay. But That's okay. 
it, is it probably true? Yes. I've but never too seen young. a team go from 17 wins to a, a playoff contender in one season. But you without, both- without significant, like, major stars going to that team. But you and I both so, there you go. know that that was not a 17-win team last year. With all the injuries that they had. Maybe, maybe that, like a 25-win team. I was going to say 30, so we're close. We're in the same ballpark. Okay, I just so think, I think Vim is a whole. Super far away. I think Vim as a whole, they're too young and stupid not to know any better. That's all I'm saying. If they just oh, go out then, there. Then they're going to figure it out. But I'm just saying that if Jalen Green, Green steps on the court and he's like, you know, first game, the lights are on. I don't, you can't put anything into the preseason. I don't, who cares? Preseason is dumb anyway. They should just do scrimmages. They don't need preseason. Preseason games are the most. I'm, I'm not someone to read too much in a preseason either. I do think it is a chance for us to catch a glimpse Totally of the agree. team. So that's what I've done is I've kind of like I've kept, caught glimpses of this team. I mean, I've been able to watch the full game through and to really see what I've gotten, but I don't put too much stock into the preseason. I'm more curious about games when they start next week, but I still am of the opinion that this team is not that good based off, not necessarily based off of what I've seen in preseason, but more so just where they are in comparison to the rest of the league you say this team is talented they are but so is every team in the nba mike every team in the nba is super talented it's the best league in the world you have to have some kind of talent for 30 teams they're looking to expand the league it's only going to get even more talent that is you know transfused into this league in years to come and at this point the rockets are just on the bottom of that list and it sucks i hate it I'd i'd much rather watch a team that has the chance to win a title but this is where we are at this point, and we need to accept reality. This is going to be – look, what the five stages of, of grief or whatever, we, we went through it last season in like a in a glimpse, but this is going to be like the longer rebuild. And I think we're going to officially accept that this season. I think we'll this is the season where we uh, encounter the acceptance of what we've lost. Before we wrap the show up here on a Friday night, before we get ready for the Astros absolute beatdown of the Boston Red Sox, uh, Ryan does bring up an interesting question I want to get your opinion on. Mm-hmm. Is Does Shangoon win a starting spot before the All-Star break? I'll let you answer, and then I'm going to answer. It says, will Shangoon be the four before the All-Star break? No, he's a five. Yes. Yeah, so right. a, and then again, position starting... basketball. I, I, I've died on the hill before. Um that's why I said starting spot. I didn't say where he was going to play. I think the all-star break is when they make changes. Um, I do think there's a chance that Christian Wood might not be here by the all-star break. I Ooh. think. Well, I'll say that. Well, whenever Ooh. the trade deadline is, like the team needs to listen, at least for offers for Christian Wood at this point. He has a very tradable contract. He's uh, he's the best trade piece the team has right now. And the Rockets will know by the middle of the season where this team is going and whether Christian Wood is a necessity at this point. Because you look at this draft as well, there's a lot of bigs at the top of the draft. There's uh, Paolo Banchero, Chet Holmgren, uh, you know, that. So, like, if the Rockets get a top pick in this draft, it's going to have to go for a big man. And the Rockets do need to just keep their eyes open and their ears open as well. And I'm sure they're doing that. 
do I think Christian Wood gets dealt by the All-Star break? Not really. I, I do think that he stays the course of the season. I do think that the Rockets view Christian Wood as a valuable piece to this to this team moving forward. But they do need to ask themselves at the All-Star break and at the traded line how much. And they'll have a decent sample size, too. Hopefully, if they are all healthy, how much Christian Wood plays a role on this team. And I'm hoping it's a big one. I do think that the Rockets have big plans for Christian Wood and they at least want to see what this team looks like with him as like the primary, you know, guy in the front court. I hope, I hope it goes well because I do want Christian Wood to succeed and I want Christian Wood to succeed in Houston, but he knows everyone knows Christian Wood is like, if you're calling the Rockets, you're calling for Christian Wood and there will be teams that will view Christian Wood as a very, you know, important piece. If they are looking for a big man by the trade of the line, Christian Wood's going to be one of the top names there for sure. And the Rockets have to listen because they're in a position where they have to listen to those kind of calls. Well, thanks for ruining the end of the show for me, Brenner. Jesus. I mean, okay. I'll, I'll, it's I'll dangerous. On a positive spin. How about this? Um, to answer the question, I do think Shangun does get starts uh, in the second half of the year. I do think that the Rockets will also look for uh, ways to get Josh Christopher involved. Uh, at the second half of the season, same with uh, Garuba. So I think I think the rookies are going to. I think Jalen's obviously going to start the whole year. Um, Shangun is going to start. I think when Tice is hurt or when Wood is hurt um, and gets some action in the first half, but in the second half will be fe- featured a little bit more. And then Garuba and Christopher. It's going to be hard for them to get minutes this early in the season, but second half of the year, I do think they are given more of an opportunity. And at the end of the day, this season is all about um, just building off of what they have. And they have building blocks, but they don't necessarily know where those blocks go. And that's the thing. And and honestly, when this team is good again, because I do believe this, this will work, I do believe the current pieces in place are going to be there when this team is good again. It's only going to feel that much better because we were able to see this team start from the bottom and build its way up. And I do think that when they are good again, it will feel that much more powerful than a team like the Lakers who just went out, got LeBron and got AD and got Westbrook. And all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're where they are, but I I think I would try, I would trade places with them in 3.6 milliseconds. Well, of course, but at the same time, like if you look at it, like you look at the Dodgers right now and the Dodgers have built their team from, you know, just, you know, having the biggest payroll in the whole in the whole baseball and you look at the Astros that have built their team for 10 years now to get to where it's at. I personally prefer the Astros method. And maybe that's, you know, me not just being from Houston and that's me just being, you know, from my, my city and back in what my city does, but Houston is not in the same pace, the same place as an LA, as a New York to be able to do these kind of things. So they need to build the Houston way. And the Houston way is this. It's through hard work. It's through a little bit of struggle. And then when you get to the top, when you get to the mountaintop, when you hoist that trophy, you, you feel the pride, you feel the, you know, the power through that. And you feel the hard work that it took to get to that point, maybe a little bit more than some of those glitzy and glamorous cities. Before we wrap the show up, Mazel Tov goes out to uh, Rockets legend Chris Clements for signing a contract with the Boston Celtics. Jeremy, I'm not sure if you were aware of that. Good for him. Uh, Chris Clements is now a Boston Celtic. 
Um, we are not going to do a Mike's Minute tonight because it's time to get ready for the Houston Astros beatdown of the Boston Red Sox. Um, Jeremy, you have anything you want to add before we wrap the show up? Um, so yeah, throughout the season, we're really excited to uh, give you guys another season worth of the dream take. We're going to try some new things this season, get some new platforms, uh, initiated. Um, we're going to be here, uh, on Facebook, on Twitter on Wednesday night. Definitely. Um, we'll also have a podcast. We'll be doing a lot of work on green room, a lot of stuff on just Facebook live. So we're going to try to get as many different corners of red nation involved in our show. Uh, and we're super grateful to everyone that, uh, contributes to our, to our audience and, uh, super thankful to those that help us, uh, do this show. Cause, uh, it's, it's very meaningful for us and we're really excited, um, on behalf of, you know, I'm sure I can speak for Mike and for Ray and for the rest of the dream shake crew that we're super excited for this season to give you another season of rockets basketball and i i just uh super excited to be along for the ride with you guys so uh be sure to keep an eye on the lookout mike you can take home the show Uh, i'm sure you know what to say at this point (sighs) jeremy i endorse everything you said perfectly i have nothing better to say um make sure to follow the mothership of the dream Take the Dream Shake on Twitter at Dream Shake SBN. While you are on Twitter, give the Dream Take a follow as well at the Dream Take. You can follow my co-pilot, Mr. Jeremy Brenner, on Twitter at, at Jeremy Brenner, J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. You can find me on Twitter at BSW Podcast underscore MB. Head over to Facebook, give the Dream Shake a like there as well at the Dream Shake. Uh, great articles being posted every single day by all of our incredible writers. With all that being said, go Strohs, go Rockets, beat San Antonio because today is Friday and it is always a good day to beat the San Antonio Spurs if you ask me my honest opinion, sir. Go Rockets. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.